Hello and welcome to the No Room to Podcast. I'm Mitchell Kaminsky. Joining us today, we got a special guest, uh, Matt Harrington, been on before, our go-to hockey expert, the, the voice of Bradley Club Hockey, and also, you know, fun story here for you. you, you know, he's doing the broadcast for about three years, crushing it up there. And he was watching some of these benders on the D3 team. And he's like, you know what? I think I could do that. And sure enough, he started practicing with them. The coach gave him a roster spot, and he scored a goal with them. So he's calling the games. He's scoring goals. He does it all, and now he's going to break down the NHL. Uh, thank you for joining us, Matt. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mitch. Appreciate it. So a couple weeks ago, I was at uh, the Blackhawks came to town. And the hockey tickets out here are cheap because California, no one really likes hockey. It was like $20 to go. And I forgot how much fun watching like NHL hockey is live. It was, it was a blast. I'm back in my NHL uh, kind of groove, which I haven't had since for a while. My Hawks still suck, but I'm still watching anyway. Uh, looking at these first round matchups, game started last night. Which one stands out to you the most or are you intrigued by, I guess, um, for these teams in the first round? Yeah, I, I think the, the matchup that, I think is probably going to be the best one um, so far or in, in the first round is the Minnesota wild and the St. Louis blues. And last night wasn't really a great night for the wild, obviously losing four, nothing on home ice. But I think when you just look at those teams are so evenly matched, I mean, the wild had 113 points during the, uh, the regular season and the blues had 109, I believe. So both teams very strong overall. And I think that, uh, that's probably the most even matchup of the first round. So that's what stands out to me is the, the matchup of the first round, so to speak. Specifically in that series, I also think that one's interesting because of the goaltenders. And that's usually how I go through my bracket. Like, I like doing it like uh, best goalie usually will carry these teams. Marc-Andre Fleury, guy that was a couple years ago, backup, now kind of revitalized his career. He's crushing it. And Jordan, Jordan Bennington, he's won a Stanley Cup. Who do you give the edge to in just the pure goaltending aspect of things? Well, it's funny you mentioned uh, Flurry and then Bennington. You know, I think the Wild, it, going with Flurry was actually a little bit of a, a questionable move last night. Uh, Cam Talbot has kind of been, been the workhorse for the Wild, and he uh, he's actually has not lost a regulation game in 16 straight starts for the Wild. So I was a little bit surprised that they decided not to go with Cam Talbot last night. And then on the other side, uh, you mentioned Bennington. The Blues have been going actually with Vile Husso, uh, for their starting goaltender job. And he played out of his mind last night uh, for St. Louis and was a big reason why they won that game. So uh, I think we could see Cam Talbot back in the starters crease for game two for the Wild. But Husso seems to be the guy that St. Louis is going to go with in this series. And clearly it paid off for them in, in game one last night. Billy Husso, former Chicago Wolves veteran. I remember watching him yes. down in uh, Rosemont, and he was a stud then too before he got uh, called up. I'm curious because, like, you know, in the NFL, they always have the thing where, like, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. And we've seen teams like the Blackhawks during their run, they kind of did a juggling thing with Crawford and Darlington. Do you think uh, for these teams, especially like the Wild last night, do you think it's a detriment having, like, playoffs do you ride with one goalie, or do you think you can balance the in like, switching off off starts? Or would you, if you're coaching, I'm riding with the one guy all the way through? It's tough to say, really. I think when you look at um, just kind of sort of the historical thing, it, it seems to work better when teams go with the one starter all the way. And, you know, occasionally you're going to have to throw your, your backup in there and give your starter some rest. But I'll be interested to see what the Wild do. Uh, for game two, because if they do decide to go with Flurry again, 
uh, and they lose, I think it's very likely we see Talbot in game three uh, of that series. And then if they do decide to go with Talbot and he loses as well, it creates a really difficult situation for Dean Evason uh, in the wild. So I'm interested to see what they decide to do. But yeah, you know, you typically would like to have that one guy. But if you've got two goalies that can play really well, then, you know, you throw both of them in there, you know, alternating starts. So we'll see what the Wild decide to do. And I'm sure there's a couple other teams that are probably in that same conundrum too. Looking through the bracket here, do you have a round that like sticks out as far as like upset alert, I guess? And in and, and hockey, like AC getting a one, I guess, like it's more common than most sports. But like if you had to pick a team that's listed as the underdog in Vegas, who would you ride with in the first round? Yeah, I've actually got a couple of upsets in the first round. Um, one of them is Boston over Carolina. I know Carolina had a, a really good game one last night, but I still think Boston could potentially be an upset pick there. Boston is in the Metropolitan Division this year. So I, I would not be surprised to see Boston win that series. I mean, they always seem to find the playoff luck at the right time. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Boston win. I also have the Tampa Bay Lightning over the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's not quite as big of an upset. Uh, Tampa, the third seed in the Atlantic Division, over Toronto, the second seed in the Atlantic. Um, again, Tampa looked good last night. Or, I'm sorry, Toronto did last night over Tampa in that game. So, who knows? The teams that I picked to win the series went 0 for 4 last night. So, I'm not off to the to the greatest of starts. But I still think Tampa being the, the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions is going to be – something. I think Toronto, Tampa will be another one of those really good series, but uh, yeah, Boston and uh, Tampa, I think is your best potential picks for an upset in round one. All right. We'll go through the bracket here. Uh, we'll have you make your full picks kind of first down each series. So the first one we'll look at, we'll look at the, the left side of our bracket here. We got the um, Predators and the Avalanche and um, you know, the Avalanche, one of those teams, they always seem like they're like the regular season darlings every year and they always just find a way to choke in the postseason. Is this the year they finally get over the hump? Do you see them making a playoff run? Well, I think if there's any year that it's going to happen, it's this year. I mean, they were dominant in the regular season. They, they did falter a little bit down the stretch. But, I mean, when you look at the, their roster on paper, there's no reason why this team shouldn't win the Cup. But then again, you mentioned that past playoff experience. They seem to get to the second round and then lose every year. Um, but looking specifically at that, that series – uh, against Nashville, I think Colorado wins in a sweep. I mean, Nashville, in Colorado, I, I thought it was going to be Dallas and Colorado for a while, and then Nashville was able to, uh, or they fell into that second wild card spot. But I just think Colorado is going to take Nashville out to the woodshed. I mean, this is going to be a, a blowout series, I think. And so, and Nashville had their starting goalie, UC Saros, get hurt. He's going to be out for a little bit. That doesn't help at all if they wanted to have any shot. So, I'm going to go Colorado in, in a sweep. That's the only sweep I have, uh, though, in, in the first round. Maybe they can throw fish or something on the ice and knock out Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about the Blues Wild a little bit. Who are you taking in, in that series? How many games? Yeah, this has seven games written all over it to me, and I've got the Minnesota Wild still uh, prevailing in seven games. I, I thought, you know, home ice is going to be a big factor in the series. Maybe not based on the way that the uh, the Blues played last night over the Wild. But um, I, I still think the Wild have the, the better team overall. 
And that doesn't necessarily mean that they'll win the playoff series, but it tends to be a good factor most of the time. Um, I, I just think that you've got Kaprizov, who's, who's the superstar that the Wild really have been missing in years past in, in their playoff runs. The only thing that Saint stands out to me for St. Louis is they've, they've had the Wild's number recently. They've played a lot of close games too, but St. Louis has had their number um, so I think the Wild will win that series in seven games. I'll stand by my pick, despite the fact that the Wild uh, lost 4 nothing last night. To me, even though they lost 4 nothing, they still played a pretty good game overall, just ran into a hot goalie, among some other things. So I'll, I'll pick the Wild to advance in seven games. All right, moving down, we got the Flames and the Stars. The Flames, I think, arguably have the coolest jerseys in the NHL. I love the color scene. And then meanwhile, you got a team in Dallas who might have one of the blandest logos. And you know, the NHL's got a lot of good logos. You go up and down the list, they're crushing it logo-wise. Dallas Stars, kind of lame. Not that it has anything to do with this series. But who are you taking in the uh, Calgary-Dallas matchup? Yeah. I've got the Calgary Flames advancing in six games. I do think Dallas will give them a little bit more of a series than maybe some people think. Um, and they've had some really good years from some of their players. Uh, Jason Robertson, second-year player, has scored 40 goals for Dallas. That's huge. Joe Pavelski set a career high in points. Former San Jose Shark, of course, Joe Pavelski. And um, so, yeah, they, they've got a, a, some really good uh, scores on that team. Rupa Hintz has also had a great season for Dallas. Outside of that top line, though, I'm not really sure that they have the depth to compete with the Flames. Uh, and so that's why I think Calgary advances. But I would not be surprised to see Dallas put up at least somewhat of a fight in that series. But I'll go Calgary in six for that one. I think I agree with you there. Now, this is an interesting series here. You've got a pretty young, up-and-coming Kings team with a couple veterans mixed in. Uh, and then you got the Oilers, obviously, with Connor McDavid, who I feel like deserves a little bit better at this point in his career. It's just kind of stuck in mediocrity. There's only so far they can carry him. Can Connor make a run this year, or do you think the Kings uh, keep him down? It's interesting. I want to hear your thoughts on they started Jonathan Quick game one, who between the two, I was surprised a lot of Kings fans out here do not like Jonathan Quick. They think he's washed up, don't really want to see him in net anymore. He got the nod game one, and they ended up winning that series. So who do you like in this series, and would you, do you think they run with quick the, the rest of the way? Yeah, uh, my pick for this series is the Oilers in five games. After watching the Kings last night, I think it could maybe go six or seven, quite honestly. But I still think the, uh, the Oilers are, are the favorite for a reason, and I do think they'll advance. Um, but obviously a good performance last night by L.A., when you look at the goaltending, you know, I think it's one of the uh, similar reasons why the Wild decided to go with Marc-Andre Fleury. You have a, a multiple cup champion goal in Fleury. Same can be said about Jonathan Quick, who's won two cups with the Los Angeles Kings. So I think that's why they went with him, and clearly it worked out. And so I I think that the Kings, I think Tom McClellan will ride with, uh, the, with Jonathan Quick in goal um, the rest of that series for L.A. unless they – start faltering down the stretch, and then maybe they go to Cal Peterson. But I think Quick is going to be the net miner that they go with. And I think L.A. can put up a fight, but I'm, I'm still picking the Oilers in that series. Now, do you think – I also think home, home ice advantage, clear favorite to the Oilers, looking at the atmosphere. You know, Kings fans show up in, like, the second period. But um, with the Oilers <laughs> – with the Oilers, do you think – say they get bounced relatively – say they get upset this round, they lose first round, or get handled relatively easily in the second round. Do you think it gets to the point where Connor McDavid's looking like, hey, I might take my talent – I'm going to try and take my talents elsewhere? Do you think he sticks around uh, 
And do you, like, do you think they can win a cup right now with, with Connor McDavid? As crazy as it is to say, but it always seems like really they never give him much help around him. Yeah, I, I think all the pressure is certainly on Edmonton in that series when you think about it. I mean, L.A., I don't think many people had them making the playoffs this year. They're a couple of years really ahead of schedule on their rebuild. So they've got nothing to lose in that series. Edmonton, you're right. They, they do have a lot to play for. McDavid, a lot of people, he's the best player in the league. There's no doubt about that in my mind. And Dreisaitl is also a top five player in the league. He had two of the top five players in the league. And now you have to find a way to build around him. So I do think that that sense of desperation will set in for Edmonton, especially if they lose first round. I think if they can at least win a series or two, then, you know, you look back and say, oh, well, maybe they can still compete for a cup. But I do think the pressure is on in Edmonton. I do think that this Edmonton team can win the cup this year. I think they're good enough to do that. And we'll, we'll see if it happens. But um, they're going to need to get some good performances. They've got a lot of guys locked up long-term. Darnell Nurse just signed a huge extension with Edmonton on the blue line. So we'll see. But I, I do think Edmonton is talented enough to win the cup. It's just about putting it together uh, in, in the playoffs, which we haven't seen them do really in the past. So on the other side of the bracket now, we got the Capitals and Florida Panthers. Ovechkin a little dinged up from what I, what I understand. Do you think it affects the Capitals in this one? Well, even with the Capitals, I, or I'm sorry, even with the with Ovechkin, I, I don't think the Capitals stand much of a chance in this series. I think Florida is just too good. President's Trophy winners for the first time, 120 points in the regular season. I mean, they're deep. Hoover Doe is so fun to watch. I don't he, – he could be an MVP finalist. I don't think – he's like right on that 3-4 mark, really. Um, but Florida has been really fun to watch this year. So I've got Florida in five. I don't think Ovechkin – really makes much of a difference for the Capitals uh, in this series. I just think Florida is too good, and I think they'll win in five games. Yeah, I don't disagree. They're a surprising juggernaut. Like, you think Florida Panthers, and that's, like, traditionally one of those teams on the schedule. You're like, ah, you know, that's an easy way. Like, they're good, and I don't know if I'm used to it. I, um, now, this is yeah. a thing I think is really interesting. This is what I had circled. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and Tampa Bay Lightning. Lightning, obviously, a lot of Stanley Cup success past couple seasons been there before their proven team maple leaves i don't think there's more of like a, they're probably my the team i would root for i don't have a dog in the fight because that fan base has been so starved for a good team and austin matthews so fun to watch had a phenomenal game one uh who do you like in this one i think this is has a very intriguing matchup yeah you know if the tampa bay or i'm sorry if uh the toronto maple leaves were playing any other team in the playoffs i think they would win the series but i just can't see them getting past the two-time defending cup of champs. I think they got probably the worst draw out of any team in the playoffs. They've been having an, an amazing season. And I think that's the seven games I do, but I just don't know if I can see them beating Tampa uh, in this series. They, they look great last night. They proved me wrong at least, but uh, I still think Tampa has just a slight edge given their playoff experience. But if the Leafs can get over that that hump, I do think that they can make a run. But so I, I do have the Leafs out in the series in seven games. But man, it, it would be fun to see them make a run and give Toronto a, a playoff run that they much deserve at this point in time. I, I agree, especially in the Stanley Cup. More so, I think than almost any other sport. Like battle-tested veterans are such like they really do help care because it's a whole different animal. The Maple Leafs, you can almost just picture the scenario where it's a game seven and like. 
they collapse. They got that stigma attached to them too. It's like hanging over. Everyone has that nervous energy. I can see them completely like blowing a game in a game seven. It just feels like a Maple Leafs thing to do. So I, I agree. I would take the Lightning in seven in that one as well. Uh, another interesting series. We touched upon this one a little bit earlier too. Uh, the Hurricanes in Boston. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I actually completely agree with your pick. In my bracket. I would. I also have the uh, the Bruins stealing this one in, in seven. Uh, and you said you had them too, but why, why are you going with uh, Boston here? Yeah, I just think it comes down to experience. I mean, they've got so many guys that have played in the big playoff games before Marshawn comes to mind. Yeah, nobody likes him, but he's a good player, and I'm sure a lot of people would love to have him uh, on their team. So I think, you know, they've got uh, a pretty good goaltending duo and uh, Linus Salmark and Jeremy Swayman as well, which is another uh, situation that we talked about with, potentially the wild as well, deciding who they were going to go with. But I believe all Mark is going to be back in, in for game two uh, for Boston, like he was for game one. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but I just think Boston had experience that they've had before of getting the playoffs. I mean, they were in the Stanley cup final less than two years ago uh, or three years ago. Now, man, feels like forever ago when we had our last uh, normal NHL season, but still, uh, they're still a good team and uh, would not be surprised to see them win that series at all so I'll pick them in six maybe seven Carolina's a really good team though so keep an eye out for them as well that's a fun I really that's on my bucket list is to go to a game there that looks like so much fun with the, the surge and everything that's one of the better arenas in hockey finally uh two kind of blue bloods of the playoffs traditionally we got the Rangers and the Penguins Sid the kid trying to make one last run um who do you like in this one I think this is another very interesting series too the Rangers I don't really know I don't know what to make of the Rangers yet, but um, who you like? Yeah, this is this was a really tough one for me too. Um, I'm picking the New York Rangers in six games uh, over the Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, Igor Shosturkin has had one of the best goalie seasons we've seen in years, and we know all know goaltending is such a huge thing can make or break your team during the playoffs. Um, but I like the Rangers in this one, and again, the pressure's on for Pittsburgh to have one last run. Feels like this is kind of like the last really big chance that uh, Malkin, Crosby, and Latang, sort of the big three that have been around for, for all these Pittsburgh Cups have uh, to try and get them one more. So I, I, would, I would say that this is going to be one of the better series, um, but I do like the Rangers. And, of course, they've, they've, had, they've probably exceeded expectations too. I think they were a borderline playoff team for, for most people, but they have sur surpassed expectations this year so they don't really have a whole lot to lose at this point either um so we'll see how they adjust to that uh response in the playoffs but i like the rangers in six games i'm taking the penguins in seven for that one but i agree with your rationale just because i know what i'm getting my proven veteran goaltending a little bit of a concern but i think i yeah, that's a tough one that is a tough one to pick all right so we'll just rapid fire here i guess going throughout the rest of your bracket um who you got we'll just you can just go down the matchups that you had uh, if you want to just break down the rest of yours and why I Sure, yeah. We'll, we'll start with the second round uh, out west. Calgary-Edmonton, um, boy, that would be probably one of the best playoff series in a long time, I, I would think. I think all of us want to see the Battle of Alberta. Um, I'm picking the Calgary Flames in six games in that one. I just think that the firepower that they have up front, all, uh, Elias Lindholm, Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk, I mean, that line is so good. So – I'm interested to see how they adapt, adapt uh, to, like, McDavid and Dreisaitl if they do play each other. So I got Calgary in six in that one. 
And then in the second round, out west, Minnesota, Colorado. This might be surprise some people, but I'm going to go with the Minnesota Wild in seven games. Are you home? Colorado Avalanche. Um, I think it's definitely possible they can beat them. But again, Colorado, it's like that second round curse again. I do think it will happen again. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but out east again, um, Boston and the New York Rangers. I'm going with the New York Rangers in this one, and I picked them in five games in this one. Um, so I've got the Rangers advancing to the Eastern Conference final. I think that series against Boston, New York, that's a big risk rating series you know Boston New York two of the biggest um, media markets so that I think would be a good series that ESPN I'm sure would love to cover um, and then I've got the battle of Florida in the second round between the Lightning and the Panthers and I've got the Florida Panthers uh, winning that series in six games but I believe six games but I've got Florida getting revenge from last year and advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals. So we got Calgary, Minnesota out in my Western Conference Final. And then I've got uh, the New York Rangers and the Florida Panthers in my Eastern Conference Final. All right. So who, so then who you got going Stanley Cup then? What's your, what's your, what's your matchup? Yeah, so my Stanley Cup will start out West. Calgary, Minnesota, I think would be a good series, but I just think Calgary is too good. And so that's why I'm picking them in six games to uh, win the Western Conference in advance to the Stanley Cup final. Out East, this might surprise some people. In fact, it's probably going to surprise a lot of people. I've got the New York Rangers beating the Florida Panthers in seven games to get to the Stanley Cup final. I think the Rangers are going to be that, that team that uh, surprises people in the playoffs this year. So I've got a Calgary, New York Stanley Cup final this year. That would be a wild matchup. It so, would. Wow. So really, what's this? So with this Rangers team, I know you touched on it a little bit. Like, what the? Well, what's the one thing that you really like? What is so appealing to you, I guess, about this Rangers team, where you think they can make this run despite kind of exceeding expectations? It's kind of like a young, relatively speaking, squad. Like, um, yeah, that is that. That's shocking. I, 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 yeah, it, it is shocking. Um, but I, I, I love the way that they have kind of come together this year. I mean, Shesterkin has been amazing in goal. He'll win the Vezina Trophy in a landslide. It won't even be close. And any other year, I think he'd probably be a finalist for the, the Hart Trophy too. Um, but there's just so many other good players that I think will probably get that nod ahead of him. And, I mean, they've had guys that have broken out. Lafreniere has been really good for the Rangers, uh, to name a, a couple. Chris Kreider. I believe had over 50 goals yeah. this year for the Rangers. He had an amazing year. I don't think a lot of people expected him to do that. So um, I, I just think they've exceeded expectations, and I think they will continue to do that uh, in the playoffs. Now, do you dare take – Calgary, I can see. I, I think Calgary would surprise a couple people too. Maybe not the, the, the front runner, but I can see them making, making a run as well. They've been a solid team for a while and just haven't gotten over the hump. Uh, do you dare pick the Rangers? to win the Stanley Cup. We got hoisting. That's going to be – that would be – if that happens too, that would be an awesome series. I think that would be such a unique mix uh, of teams. And you, you know, finally get a Canada team back back in, I think would be pretty cool. Uh, but who do, you, who do you got hoisting the Cup? Yeah, I have the Calgary Flames uh, winning the Stanley Cup in six games over the New York Rangers. 
uh, again, as, for as much as New York has accomplished this year, I just don't know if they can handle the Flames. I mean, they, they have been so good this year. They have an elite goalie in Jacob Markstrom, who's probably had one of the best years uh, of any goaltender in the league, obviously, other than Shesterkin. Markstrom should be a Vesna finalist. I think he will be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you just look at Calgary top to bottom. They're so good. They have a great coach in Daryl Sutter, who's won Stanley Cups before with the Los Angeles Kings. So I think Calgary has all the ingredients to get it done. It's just going to be a matter of can they put it all together. And personally, I think they can. So, And the thing is, the reason why I didn't pick Colorado over them is I think Calgary has a fairly easy path, if we're being honest, to the Stanley Cup final. They have Dallas in the first round. Yes, Dallas will give them a little bit of a challenge, but they don't have to go against Minnesota. They don't have to go against St. Louis and uh, or any of those teams. So that's why I'm picking them. And then I still think Edmonton is a better draw than Minnesota or Colorado or St. Louis, for that matter, um, for Calgary. So I think that out of all the paths to the final, that's part of the reason why I picked Calgary. Um, but I still think that they are top to bottom, one of the best teams in the league. The path helps, and that's why I'm picking them to win the Stanley Cup. I kind of putting you on the spot here, uh, but one step further, if you had to make a Conn Smythe prediction, which is kind of like it, it's a crapshoot, but who who would you have on the Flames winning Conn Smythe? Yeah, um, I picked Johnny Gaudreau uh, for the Conn Smythe. John He's had an amazing season. Yes, Johnny Hockey. Johnny, he's he's always been one of my favorite players in the league uh, that doesn't play for either the Sharks or, you know, the Wild, too, as I'm a Minnesotan. Um, but, yeah, Johnny Gaudreau, I think, has what it takes to win the Consmite. I could also see their goaltender, Jacob Markstrom, taking home the Consmite as well. But I like uh, Gaudreau to win the Consmite uh, for Calgary. There you have it. I mean, that's the – you know what? I like it. That's bold. You didn't go chalk there. So, mixing it up a little bit. Um, I'll leave you with this before we end because you've got so many – you know, you're about to graduate in, in a couple weeks like I am. And like I said, you've been doing the broadcast for, for the hockey games for a while now. You have one call or moment from your time doing watching all these games. Because it's one of the hardest sports to call. And you see a lot of wild stuff, especially in the club hockey ranks. You know, you've been traveling around with the team a little bit too. Um, do you have one moment that stands out for you or, or your favorite call in general? Because someone was like, hey, I want to look up a Matt Harrington highlight. This would be the game or whatever to look up. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I was thinking about that the other day, actually, and it's tough to, to pin down one, right, because there's just so many. Uh, this, this past year, Bradley was playing Illinois. It was a D2 game, and it was one of the last games of the regular season. And Illinois just is not a very good team. Bradley was not playing well. But Illinois got it to overtime, and there was about 13 seconds left on the clock. Or no, I think it was less than that. And Bradley had a faceoff in the defensive end in, in, in overtime. So it was 3-3 or 2-2, I believe. And I go – I said to, to the broadcast, I go, might not be enough time here for Bradley to win it just because they um, were running out of time in the defensive end. And sure enough, they win the faceoff, and Corey Kohut goes down and scores the game winner um, with, like, four seconds left. So that was one of my favorites, and that was the last road game I got to broadcast as well, which was fun to, to share that experience with the guys on the bus ride back and whatnot. So that was up there. And I didn't call this game, but uh, Bradley came back against Indiana after trailing 5-1 in the third period um, earlier this year. 
And so that was fun to be a part of. I was on the camera for that game. Larry Larson was on the call uh, with Brandon Luisi doing that game. And I was, that's one of those games where I was like, man, wish I was on the call for that one. Yeah, um, and Larry, but obviously going to the good moments. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Um, but yeah, those are probably the, the two that stand out to me, but obviously so many great memories on the air with you, of course, too. So I'm, I'm definitely going to miss it a lot next year. Mucking up the production a little bit. The, the, I'm sure the quality, you know, went up. We class things up a bit. Once I, <laughs> For sure. That, yeah, I, I mean, that, that was fun. I love having you on, as always. One of my favorite shows we usually do uh, every year. Uh, thank you so much for joining us once again. And uh, best of luck to you on, on your bracket. Hopefully, hopefully people listening, you know, he gave you some upsets. He may place a couple bets. Johnny Goudreau, I don't know what the odds are for Con Smythe right now, but it's got to be fairly high. You heard it here, hers. So, you know, that may make you some money. But, uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mitch. Appreciate it.